You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Matana DeWitt is joining us. She's the Vice President of Marketing and handles communications for Passages. You can find information about them at PassagesIsrael.org. We've had many a conversation with her before, and we're glad to have her back both in the fall and then earlier this year. Matana, before your trip over, you were taking a solidarity trip to Israel. Um, how are you? How's the, just in general, how you doing since you've been back? Well, it's great to be here. Thank you again for having me on. Um, You know, it's definitely a different kind of trip than I've ever taken to Israel. Um, It was it was very impactful. It was very heavy. Um, You know, most of the trips I've taken to Israel are, you know, touring, helping students tour the area. And it's very meaningful for their faith and it's exciting and they're getting to meet the people there. Um, So this was different. You know, there's not much tourism happening in Israel right now. It's it's very quiet. Um, it's very sobering to be there right now and very grateful for the opportunity, grateful that we were able to bring almost 25 people with us of our alumni, of our uh, supporters and partners and staff. And so I actually heard from a lot of people um, who said, you know, it was the most transformative experience they've ever had in their lives. And so that was that's, you know, a big thing to say. And I think I can I could probably agree with them on that. Um, just me personally talking. Um, so I think, you know, it takes some time to process what we experienced, what we saw, what we heard. Um, but I think we're all very grateful to have that experience. Well, throughout, we kind of followed along in the journey. You were posting uh, through the Passages Israel uh, Insta accounts, and you were, it was very moving. Uh, you did a piece from the grounds of the Nova Music Festival where Hundreds and hundreds of people were slaughtered, ultimately, in that particular place. Can you share with me, you said it's somber, it's quiet, but what was that like, the weight of being in that space, so close after these uh, tragic incidents occurred? Yes, you know, there's this term, uh, thin space that, that, you know, people have referred to whenever it comes to, you know, coming to a location that, you know, it's, it's like a, like a spiritually and naturally it has a lot of significance. And so it kind of feels like it's, you're walking into a space that's more than just a physical space. And that's kind of how it felt going to this area where, uh, where this massacre occurred, not in a good way, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's very surreal to realize, you know, what has just happened there. Um, they have, so if, like, as you're going into the site, there's, there's, many, uh, there's many memorials, many, many things that people have done to commemorate this and to commemorate the loved ones that have been lost in this event. And so um, I don't know if you saw on, on our Instagram account, we posted a video of kind of walking through um, this memorial. Essentially, there's there's these poles set up with the faces of people who were killed on those poles. There's flowers. There's there's different um, different things that have been kind of set by those poles to to commemorate them. And it's such a moving way to commemorate those lost because you know the 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 poles that the pictures are on kind of make it eye level as you're walking through. You're seeing the pictures of these people and they're eye level with you. And so there's a there's almost this, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's humbling. It, it's sobering. You realize um, it, you know, it's right there in front of your face. You're not looking down, you're looking out and you're seeing all of these people. Um, many of them, young people just starting their lives. Um, this, this music festival was um, kind of the, the theme of it was to celebrate peace. And so it, it's, you know, it's devastating to see that this is the way that they were killed. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that, you know, I don't think any of us will, will easily forget by any means. And as we were there, I think it was either that day or the day before, um, in kind of an adjacent field, there were, um, there were new trees planted in rows, one for every person who was killed. So it's this huge field of just these, these baby trees and, and dirt that's been kind of overturned to plant them. Um, and just looking out across that field, seeing how many people were killed, it's, you know, it, it's, um, you, you, you never want to see something like that. You never want to experience something like that. Um, and you, you know, you hope that you hope that that never happens, but it was, it was really sobering to realize that it had and to be there. Yeah. And it is incredibly moving. I know the, the post that you're referring to and just sharing as you walk through that, but 364 people lost their lives. Many of them, as you said, very, very young, just beginning their life. And over a period of about eight hours, you can, you know, I've heard the firsthand accounts of people who were there, who their partner, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their friends, were murdered right next to them, and somehow they were miraculously protected, be it because they were hiding in a garbage pail or any of these things. And to think of the horror that they went through, but then to personalize it with those faces that you look into the eyes of, many of those pictures, they look like high school graduation pictures, you know, that there's a smile on their face, they're looking off to the distance, they were you, they were me. And it's very sobering, the weight of this. You recently wrote an article that was published in the Christian Post earlier this week, uh, and it was in regard to Holocaust Remembrance Day. And in there, there's two things I want to address. You called, you, you basically said, I now divide my life, uh, life before October 7, life after October 7. Tell us a little bit about how that has changed you, not only in your mindset emotionally, but also spiritually. How has that changed you? It's mm, a great question. You know, with Holocaust Remembrance Day happening, literally uh, the, the day, a couple days after I returned from Israel, the combination of, of those two events, they're so connected. And, it, you know, I it's hard to, it's impossible really to commemorate for me Holocaust Remembrance Day without that very visceral experience of going to Israel. And over the past few months, you know, seeing everything that Israel and that the Jewish people have been going through. And, um, you know, just recently we, Passages took a delegation of, of new students and alumni to D.C. to kind of give them a, you know, bringing Israel to you experience since we couldn't bring them to Israel this winter. And um, during that trip, we went to the Holocaust Memorial Museum in D.C. And, you know, 
in those, uh, you know, you may have been to a Holocaust museum or, or memorial somewhere, and usually in these in these places, there's this message of never again. You know, we're we're remembering this so that this will never happen to the Jewish people again. And you know, the the title of the of the article that I published was um, the hypocrisy of that statement, yeah. given everything that's happened um, on October seventh. And you know, sadly, at, at first, you know, the world was horrified by what happened. But then it didn't take long for the world to then begin to accuse Israel of genocide. And so that, you know, it's so sad and so devastating the way that that often gets flipped. And, you know, to see to see this happening yet again, uh, even after we say never again. And so I think as a as a Christian and from a place of faith, for me, experiencing this kind of having a front row seat and, you know, for lack of a better way to put it to seeing what's happened working in an organization that supports Israel, that, you know, brings students to Israel, having gone to Israel many times myself, it just, it hit me in a way that was unique, um, in a way that I'll never forget. And as a Christian, I, you know, there's stories uh, throughout the Holocaust of Christians who, who did the, who did the right thing, even whenever it cost them. And there's also stories of Christians who stayed silent and who who didn't see it as their problem, and and I want to be the kind of Christian who who does something, um, yeah. who who sees the wrong and who addresses it with action, and so this has been kind of a moment for me to say, wow, like this is really important to think about, to talk about, and I need to be really conscientious of what am I doing to be part of the solution rather than the problem. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important what you just said to be the one who sees the wrong and then address it with action. And that kind of ties to a statement that one of the people on that particular trip with you had made. And what struck me about it is that we are all called to do this, but somehow we shrink back from this statement. I'm going to get to that in just one second, because we see, yes, there is sympathy, of course, for the people who are in harm's way under the oppressive rule of Hamas. But there's got to be an understanding here that we call evil evil, and we call good good. It really struck me. Tell me a little bit about that conversation that you were having as you were walking and you were sharing that experience in this story that you refer to in the Christian Post article about that moment when you had that conversation of calling evil evil and calling good good. Mm. So this was um, one of our incredible alumni who we we love and admire so much in the Passages family. So we're really glad that he was able to join on the trip. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a tendency in, in I think the younger generation um, and, and it's understandable. There's so much confusion. Um, there's, Many of us are, are living in, in so much gray, and, and you know we say there's no black and white answers. And often, whenever it comes to humanity and the complexities of of this life on Earth, you know it, it's not there are no simple answers. That's the truth. Um, and there's always there's always multiple perspectives to consider whenever it comes to really critical issues um, like Israel. And, and so I think sometimes the, the confusion that young people experience leads them to wonder, well, I don't know where to stand. I don't know what's right. And I don't, I don't want to be 
caught on the side that's wrong just because I don't understand it fully. So there's a hesitancy to really do or say anything because it's just there's an overwhelm of information. You know, we live in an age where information is so accessible, but understanding is harder to come by. Um, deeper understanding. So, so I think there's a hesitancy to to stand and to take a stand because there's a a fear that well, what if I'm not standing in the on the right place? Um, I think sometimes, and this is just a very human reaction. There's a fear of what are people going to think about me if I if I stand here? Um, you know, sometimes sometimes the right thing isn't popular. And it, it takes discernment, it takes wisdom to understand what is the right thing and, and where do I stand. And, and that's why I'm so encouraged by what, um, by what this alum of Passages said. You know, he, he talked about how um, calling evil evil and good good is, a, is something we can do from a place of faith. Um, you know, things can get very political and, and, um, and we want to, we want to instead, of, instead of picking sides, um, it's not about picking a side. It's about choosing to stand where right is, and the Bible is our guide to that. Um, you know, the the as we learn, as we read the Bible, as we as we pray, as we you know cultivate a life with God, um, and we we listen to His uh, to His guidance and direction. He can show us and give us wisdom to discern, you know, what what is good and what is evil. And then also he can give us the boldness to say it. This is evil, this is good, and then to back that up with action. Well, that is who we are all called to be. And, you know, we see in Christ himself, the man of action, who stood for the things that were right. And you see this repeatedly so often throughout his ministry. And this is what we've been called to to be conformed to the image of Christ, and, you know, having been justified through him, being shaped, and these experiences, as painful as they are, conform us to the image of Christ, because it makes us face ourselves, to face the part of us that needs to extend more compassion, the part of us that needs to reach deeper and extend more grace and more mercy, because these things are unconscionable that have occurred, just as we see in the Holocaust. But so many didn't say anything. So many didn't do the right thing. And we have that choice to be and do just as Christ would. And just as you said, use the Bible as our guide and be a person who sees the wrong and then takes that action. And that's what you guys are doing at Passages. Would you share with me just a little bit before we um, wrap things up the work of Passages and maybe what it looks like in the next 6 to 12 months? Because I'm more than sure that these events have kind of reshaped and reoriented the mission. Uh, Although you will carry it in the same way that you have, I'm sure that it has brought up some new things that uh, will have to be addressed. So where, where is Passages at right now? a great question. So right now we, you know, we just got back from Israel having given uh, $250,000 to each to two communities that uh, that we visit often in the Gaza envelope who were hit some of the hardest by Hamas's attacks. Um, this will go to psychological counseling, vocational training for young people, and then helping rebuild whatever the time is right. So we want to continue that effort. Um, we want to continue supporting those communities over the coming months and even years. And then beyond that, you know, Passages takes Christian college students to Israel 
on a life-changing experience that is really a catalyst for their faith and for their leadership. And then once they get back, Passages continues that journey with them by equipping them to know God, stand firm, and take action in whatever path they choose, whatever path God calls them to for the rest of their lives. So it's really like a family. And I think right now that family aspect of Passages is one of the strongest um, the, the strongest things we can offer to people. Um, our, our alumni are wanting to continue engaging with Israel, continue engaging with the Jewish people, especially right now in this time whenever um, Jewish-Christian relations is crucial. You know, the Jewish people um, need allies and friends right now. And so uh, really our work right now is going to focus on how do we how do we kind of come alongside Israel and the Jewish people with our, you know, 11,000 alumni um, and continue supporting, continue standing up in invisible ways. Um, we'll continue to find ways to, to travel to Israel. You know, we want to be we want to be safe. We want to make sure that the people that are traveling with us are safe. Um, and so that will continue to be a priority. And then we also are going to be going back to Israel as soon as we can, um, bringing more people to experience that as well as to to serve and to help. Um, in this time of need for Israel and for the, the Jewish people there. So um, a couple of things that we're encouraging people to do, um, even outside the Passages community, is follow Passages on Instagram. It's Passages Israel. You know, we want to post, a, we've been posting a lot of content that focuses on, you know, deepening understanding because there's so much information out there and it's hard to know what's true um, and what's what's balanced. And so Passages is posting a lot about, um, about what's happening in Israel and how to understand it, how to think about it. Um, so that's a great place to go just to learn more and then also um, to share, to spread the word and spread the truth about what's happening in Israel. Um, we would encourage people to join our, our prayer campaign. They can sign up on our website. Um, we also encourage people to continue giving to these communities that we're supporting. So the support for Israel is going to be ongoing. We're continuing to do that. And then we're, we're going to continue to, um, to, to do our mission, which is bringing people to Israel and equipping them as, as, um, as faithful leaders who can, who can answer the problems of our day. Well, the Lord changes people's lives in those trips, and we're so grateful for the work that you are all doing at Passages. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, your tagline is following Jesus and standing with Israel. We each need to be doing that very same thing. Matana DeWitt, thank you so much for spending time with me. You can find information at passagesisrael.org, and you can find out all about Matana over at matana.org. Com is where she is writing, and so you will find all of that. Don't forget, get on Instagram and follow Passages Israel. Latana, thank you so much for your time, and please do share with us uh, our well wishes to the rest of the staff at Passages. Thank you so much. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life. <laughs>